War Eagle Auburn fans, welcome to Inside the Jungle, your source for Auburn men's basketball analysis and discussion, part of the E2C Network, a family of podcasts covering Auburn athletics. Brought to you by the Auburn Baptist Campus Ministries, serving Auburn students since 1961, and also the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. I'm your host, Kyle Loomis, and it is that time of year again, folks. It is the second greatest time of the year. Other second. than the, the bowl season is the, oh, is the okay. greatest time of the year. <laughs> the second greatest time of year is Man, and I March know you're of... a Christmas fan. Where do well, you put Christmas? We're talking about sports stuff here. You know, oh, okay, we, okay. You know <laughs> we, we can get into all kinds of, kind of great times of the year, Clint. But this for sports is my second favorite time of year. March Madness, that's right. We're here to talk <clears throat> about the big dance. And for the first time in 15 years... Your Auburn Tigers are part of the discussion tonight. Whew. So, to do all that, I've brought along my friend, my co-host, owner and operator of the Auburn Uniform Database, our content manager for the E2C Network, Mr. <laughs> Clint Richardson. <laughs> Buddy, I'm excited. How about you? You're getting quicker on that one. I like it. I'm trying really <laughs> I, hard. I am ecstatic. This, Like you said, this was your favorite time of the year. This is my favorite two-month period of the year sports-wise because... You've got the best basketball tournament in the world. College baseball is starting. Softball just started the SEC schedule last week. And, you know, we're only, what, three weeks away from the Masters? This is a fantastic time of the year to be a sports fan. Yeah, you can leave your Masters over there. You know, ah, I've shut tried. Up. I've tried to get into that little thing, but go go watch Wrinkle in Time again. <laughs> That's a different show. We'll talk. <laughs> if you're interested in that kind of stuff, I got a different place for you to come get some content. This is about Auburn, though. This is about NCAA basketball March Badness. Now, Clint, I know that we're excited, and I know that we've got a lot to talk about. Uh, March yes, Madness selections, matchups, Auburn's chances in this, and then kind of a quick preview of their first game. But we do have to talk about some bad stuff before we get done. Do you, you think you can handle that? No. It's been, it's been a couple of days, and I still don't think I can. We, we've had close to, what, five days now, four uh, days now to um, wonder what happened in the SEC tournament, and that's where we're going to start our discussion tonight is with <laughs> Auburn's – I won't call it a performance, um, oh, a, an appearance can. in the SEC tournament, um, playing in the quarterfinals, getting the second by uh, to, all the way to the, uh, the quarterfinals by there, and playing on what you thought would be a, a much better showing for the Auburn Tigers against the Alabama Crimson Tide, and lo and behold, wow, they laid an egg. Yeah, 
<laughs> I mean, you. I, I thought that the SEC tournament was a fantastic tournament, top to bottom. Yeah. Uh, the games Wednesday were a lot of fun. Thursdays, full slate of games were absolutely spectacular. Um, <clears throat> I mean, you just if you watch one game from a tournament, it should be Alabama Texas A and M on on Thursday. Uh, a and M with a bid three pointer to go up one. Uh, with what 4.4 seconds left and then somehow some reason inexplicably not defending Colin Sexton and letting him lay in to win the game at the buzzer um you know I I didn't want to play either team no just because Bama I mean let's be honest they had her number this year um they're very talented A&M they had issues. They played well towards the end, but their size is a nightmare for Auburn, especially with Anthony McMore out. I was just hoping that that game went into four or five overtimes, and they let me down on that. So, <clears throat> you know, just I really thought Auburn would come out and play. Um, they showed it in the first half that they could, and then they just didn't do anything. There was no defense, no effort. Um, you know, just listening to the sideline reporter, she kept saying Bruce was just trying to tell them that this is nothing but effort at this point, and Alabama wanted it, and Auburn didn't care. Auburn already got their trophy, and, you know, I, I was really mad at how the game went, mad at how they played, who they lost to, but in the grand scheme of things, it wasn't that big a deal. <laughs> I love Auburn to go in and play well. I hate finishing on a low end. I hate going into a bigger tournament with, you know, the monkey is still on the back at this point. Um, but, you know, they get they get a full week's worth of rest before flying all the way across country. And I'm, I don't think that's a bad thing. No, I think you could spin that storyline either way you want to go we can be down in the dumps about it or we can look at the positives of it obviously we like to focus on the positivity here but i will say this much here i don't think that auburn could have gotten a worse draw in the sec tournament than they got uh having to face the winner of texas a&m and alabama two of the they were the two teams kind of fighting to be in the top spots with us, Tennessee, Kentucky, and Florida the whole season. Now, Texas A&M did worse of a job at that, obviously, than Alabama, but uh, you just didn't want to see us face either of those, and especially the Alabama situation, you know, because I, they had a story. They had something to fight for after the throttling that we put on them at home. Uh, uh, it's after- more than that. They had to play into the tournament. And a desperate True. team is a dangerous team, and we saw that with Alabama. Well, and they padded their resume with two wins over Auburn this season. I mean, that's how often have we been able to say that, Clint, that to beat us, that helps someone get into the tournament. Yeah, really. I mean, you know, I hate how it played out. I hate that Colin Sedston went for 31 on Auburn. Uh, I think it was four for five from three-point land in the second half. But, you know, I it's hard – to not give Avery Johnson that team kudos. They, their bats were against the wall. They knew what they lost. They were most likely not playing in the bid dance and they went out and won two big games and that played them. They played themselves into the tournament. So kudos, congrats. Don't do it again. 
Well, here's the thing, though, Clint. I thought for sure they were going to try to set us up in the big dance with Alabama, at least in the same I, I region. I was waiting on it. <laughs> and th- lo and behold, they did not do that. So thank you to the committee, whoever decided that. Uh, and they put us away from Texas A&M as well. Uh, I've, quite frankly, where there is some uh, sides of the regions that are just packed with SEC teams, we are all by ourselves. Um, so I appreciate that from the tournament. We'll get into more of that talk in just a second. But just some final thoughts on the game. I, I, like I said, I think you can spin it any way you want. Uh, I, we kind of said it a lot the last couple of episodes, breaking down games. But I think if you agree with me, I guess this was the worst possible showing that Auburn had this season. By far. It was lackluster and just, you know, they just didn't seem to care. And, you know, it's, like I said, I, I'm not upset because we get the rest. And, you know, in the end, this is the tournament that really matters. But it really sucked that, you know, here Auburn was, they spent the entire conference schedule saying, we don't care what people think. We're going to prove them all wrong. You know, we're not going 4 and 14. We're going to prove them wrong on that. And then we get into tournament play, and there's talk about Auburn not performing well in the tournament or, you know, playing out of the top two or three seed in the NCAA tournament, and they proved them right. And that's that's a hard pill to swallow. You know, I know a lot of Auburn fans have, have a disdain for the media and rightfully so in many cases but (laughs) you know you you hear as a fan your team sucks they're not gonna do anything and then you know you resent that they go out and do well and it's you know it's it's a prideful thing for a lot of people and i i think that made a lot of people mad even though they don't want to admit it that the media was right in a rare case this season but you know it's just (sighs) Auburn, Auburn didn't want to be there, and that I want to see better. <laughs> I mean, watching the Tennessee-Kentucky championship game today, I was having to flip between do we want a third champion in the conference and Kentucky winning it, or do we want just two and Tennessee win it, and then they've got their rightful champion you know, thing to claim. And so it was – in just a better showing from the season-long best team in the conference would have been a lot better. It definitely would have, and it does put somewhat of a sour taste on what has been an amazing season by the Tigers, but it still does not negate what they were able to do in the regular season, um, define the odds, define the expectations, and we will always have that to be thankful for and look back on no matter what happens going forward with the NCAA tournament. And I will say congratulations to the Kentucky Wildcats. Uh, you're welcome for us getting out of your way in the <laughs> SEC tournament because uh, I would have loved to whip your butts again in the <laughs> SEC tournament. But I digress. Uh, we probably won't get to see them. We probably won't get to see any SEC team. Um, I don't see anybody else coming out of the tournament uh, to the Final Four because we are not matched up in the same region with any of them. With that being said, Clint, let's do the fun part of this show and talk about a little bit of March Madness. Now, what we like to do each year, because it just takes way too long to do it, we're not going to go through the round of 64, the round of 32. We're not even going to do the first four. We are going to just talk about 16 down 
and then we'll obviously get to the finale of this where we talk about Auburn's game in depth. But I want to give us a chance to talk about a couple of matchups in those first two rounds that you are interested in, Clint, and I will throw the first one to you. Um, you know, my my big upset actually – well, I've got two upsets in our regional. Um, well, it's not technically an upset, but name-wise – Oklahoma should not be in this tournament. Ooh, that's a hot <laughs> by, take right there. I have a problem a with it. a long shot. And I had the 7th seed, Rhode Island, defeating the 10th seed, Oklahoma. And, you know, Oklahoma was listed as one of the last four teams in. And I had a lot of problem with the teams that they got in over. You know, Oklahoma was 16 and 15 or somewhere like that. Um, St. Mary's got really badly snubbed. They were 28 and five USC was 23 and 11 and our good friends, middle Tennessee state were 24 and seven. And then you've even got Oklahoma state who was 19 and 14 and still finished the season better than Oklahoma. I, I see no reason why Oklahoma was put in this tournament other than same Trey Young. Trey Young. Uh, other than Trey Young being ESPN's lover boy at this point. I will say this much, Clint. I I disagree with you completely. Uh, I I How hear can all you those disagree points. Disagree with that. I I hear all those points. I recognize all of them. I I don't I don't say that they're not true, but there is something to be said around the hype that is Trey Young. I don't like him. I only rooted for him when he was playing against Alabama. But that being said, I actually have, and I'll, I'll use this to kind of talk. This is one of my matchups to talk about as well. I see them getting past Rhode Island, and not just that, Clint. I have them as one of my major upsets over Duke in no. the second round. And I, I told you when I made this bracket that there were not a lot of surprises, but that is one of them. Now, no. past that, here's the thing, Clint. You may not agree with it. But even as radical of a choice that is, you always have to have something to protect you when you're making out your bracket, and I don't have them going past that because my boy Tom Izzo will always take care of business when it go, oh, comes to the tournament. Man. I, no, I, I don't see Oklahoma playing well, especially into that second round if they make it past Rhode Island. There is no way they beat Duke. I, we'll find out. I mean, this I'm gr- I'm glad we have this difference here so that we cannot be the same going through the bracket challenge. Um, and I'll uh, be able to separate myself a little bit from you as we go along. Yeah, we'll see about that. So, who, what's your starred one of your starred games that you wanted to talk? Uh, and it's not going to be a surprise here with the talk of Alabama already. Uh, the Virginia Tech Alabama game, I think, is one to watch. You and I always talk about this. Eight and nine seeds are fun games because they're obviously, supposedly, in theory, the closest in matchup. And I don't think that's going to be any mistake here. Virginia Tech at twenty one eleven. Alabama with a 19 and 15. Obviously, the record doesn't just wow you, but we've seen Alabama. We've seen what they can do. I do think Alabama gets past Virginia Tech to take on a Villanova team that just wallops them after that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you say that, but I don't have Alabama winning that game. Now, is that because of Spike, Clint, or is that? No, it's not. Um, You know, I think. Alabama did a really good job playing themselves into the tournament. Uh, they rode that emotional high. They might not be on it, um, but I, I think even though this is the best SEC uh, top to bottom we've had in many years, I think there's still something to be said about going through the ringer in the ACC. You know, 
the SEC has Kentucky as their powerhouse. You go over to the ACC, they've got two or three powerhouses that you have to play through. I, I see Virginia Tech winning a really close one. Well, I hope you're right just from, you know, my feelings towards Alabama. <laughs> but I, that's one I'll be happy to take a loss on there. But I'm trying my best to, you know, go with what I think actually will happen. And I think Alabama's just riding on too much of a high right now after playing into the game. And I know that could play opposite way for them. I just think they've got one more burst of something in them to get to the second round. Uh, we'll see. Villanova's going to destroy whoever they play, though. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> what's your next game? You've got a star around. Um, you know, it's it's again in our uh, Midwest regional. Uh, number five, Clemson. Number twelve, New Mexico State. Okay. I got the Aggies winning this one. Again, I disagree with you, sir. Clemson is going to be there in the second round. <clears throat> I mean. I'm not as sold on this upset as I am some other ones. Clemson, again, I think that there's something to be said about going through the ACC. Um, I, I just have this gut feeling that New Mexico State could pull this one off. I mean, you look at the matchup there. New Mexico State sitting at the 12, Clemson's at the 5. So the traditional thought process is, and it usually holds to be true, that a 12 beats a 5. So if we look across uh, over here and try to find some of the other 5-12 matchups, West Virginia over Murray State. We saw Murray State this year. I don't see that happening for them over there. Um, the next one over here is, is it Davidson, Kentucky? Because I've got my bracket cut off a little bit. It it's, is. It is. A Kentucky, I think, would beat Davidson. This is their first time in the tournament from quite some time. Not quite some time, but longer than we're used to with them back when they had Steph Curry and all that. Um, and then uh, what's help me out with the second one since mine's cut off over here. The, uh, the, uh, Ohio West State, one. South Dakota State. Now, that's an interesting one there, but I still think Ohio State's kind of got the same <clears throat> thing Alabama has here, a little bit of hype after being out for a while themselves. So I think you have something there that your best option if you're looking at a 5-12 matchup and the upset, it's pro you're probably right. Yeah, and you know I, I even waffled on Ohio State. I wasn't very sold on them. Something told me you might not want to pit them, but I just couldn't go against it. Yeah, so I, I have no problems if that's going to be your 5-12 upset. I just see it happening a little bit differently. I kind of want it to, to be honest with you, and we'll talk about that a little bit more in just a little bit. I'll give you one more matchup from my point of view. Um, I would want to talk about Houston because I am on the Houston hype train. Uh, okay. But, but here's the other thing. I, I cannot trust Creighton for oh, the life gosh, of me. No. <laughs> There's Creighton, Kansas State, this 8-9 matchup. Um, I have... With the most fear and anxiety that I have in this entire bracket, this game right here, I will sit down and watch, barring if it's you know on while I'm at work, and watch this one intently because every single year there are two teams that mess my bracket up because I, I always try to give them some credit. It's Creighton and it's Gonzaga. So both of those teams are not getting past the round of 32 this year for me. Well... I, I've got Creighton winning. I've got Gonzaga winning. Um, you know, before we dive into the rest of our predictions, I think that there's two more topics that we should discuss. Not not games per se, but you know, I there's another team in this bracket that I don't think should be in, and that's Florida State. Hmm. Uh, I'm I'm not very high on them. I think Missouri with Michael Porter Jr. back and 
you know, back into a, a game workout rhythm, I think that he'll be a lot better than he was in the SEC tournament. And finally, <clears throat> I hate the play-in games for anything other than a 15 or 16 seed. <laughs> I despise that there is a play-in game for an 11 seed. You know, it's if you put, I mean, just look at the East Regional. You've got LIU and Radford as a playing game to face number one Villanova. Then you go down a little bit to Florida as the sixth seed has to wait to see if they're going to face St. Bonaventure or UCLA. That's not fair. That's stupid. Like, why are you rewarding, why are you punishing Florida? Like, I, I, I don't get it. It, it just seems like a play from the committee of we couldn't make our minds up. We're just going to do it here. It should be for a 14, 15, or 16 seed, and that's it. Can I give you the reason why, Clint? Sure. Money. That's the exact reason why. I'm not liking that. <laughs> that's all about advertising. I'm not liking that one. Yeah. I, I, I'm not a big fan of the play-in games, period, because it's simply that. But, you know, when you've got two teams that have never been in the NCAA tournament in their life. And for some reason, the first four game doesn't count as the NCAA tournament, even though they're playing on an NCAA-branded court. They've got the NCAA patch on their jerseys. You don't pick it in the bracket, and it doesn't count. They make no sense to me because, I mean, I, I think that you should have to pick Florida versus St. Bonaventure or Florida versus UCLA. Because if you pick either of those two to win, like the guys on TBS did, which one did you pick? Now nobody knows who you picked. You just threw a shot in the dark, and I hate it. Yeah, and it's it, it's really hard to make those picks from those type of games, too, especially if you think someone might go a little bit farther there. I mean, if you look at some of these matchups, Syracuse has not been the Syracuse of old Arizona State. You know, it, it, that's a good name as well. And so is UCLA, but we all kind of know. UCLA is the one that had the two kids – uh, what's what's remember the storyline where their father pulled them out of school because they wouldn't because ha- they got into yeah, trouble it was, overseas? It was the the Ball brothers and they had, I think one of the Ball brothers and then two other players got arrested in China for shoplifting. That's right, I forgot. And about apparently, that. there's more that came out this past week, but I honestly don't care enough to read that. Well, I almost think that you should have probably left them out because of that situation there. I know that their performance doesn't warrant it, but you know, there's got to be a question there of do they deserve to be in if they can't keep keep your house in order, kind of thing. Uh, uh, I mean, that's now you're now you're punishing fifteen kids for two, the action of two or three, and I think that's worse than putting them in. To that point, though, do we win as a team and lose as a team, Clint? Jeez, Kyle. Uh-huh. I got philosophical <laughs> there on you, buddy. <laughs> if you're going to fight on that one, Oklahoma should be out of this tournament yesterday. Technically, we should be out of this tournament, too, because we were part of that probe. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, we're, not, it, we're not talking about that one. That's a rabbit hole. We can go down another episode. But let's, let's talk about our Sweet 16 here. Would you like to start in the East, Clint? Yes, I will. All right, um, you give us, get us started off. I have Villanova. Shocker, West Virginia, Texas Tech, and Purdue. So, almost chalk. Um, I've got West Virginia beating Wichita State. 
I just don't have much faith in the shockers. <laughs> They'll probably shock us all. And ah, I, I see what you did there. I don't care. I've got I got one, five, three, and two in the East. As much as you and I have disagreed on some of these early matchups, I can agree with you completely here. Villanova. I, I am shocked. West Virginia, Texas Tech, and Purdue in the Sweet 16. And that Texas Tech-Purdue game is going to be a lot of fun to watch. Oh, you have no idea. that is. If I was circling a game in there in the Sweet 16, that would be the one to watch there. So I think I think there's a couple of other ones in this game, in this bracket to circle as well. Okay, well, what about a Villanova? I'm assuming you're going to have them go into the Elite Eight. Is that correct? Oh, yeah. Then who's going to be their opponent there? Just chalking it up, Purdue. Oh, I disagree with you, sir. Texas Tech. I, I struggled on this one, um, but I think Purdue is better top to bottom. Uh, they're I think they're a bigger team, and I think they're just going to be that much tougher. I think Texas Tech has gotten a lot of uh, discussion this season because they kind of pulled an over, came out of nowhere, um, played really well, kind of faltered towards the end of the season. Purdue's been the quietest two seed in recent history. Yeah, they are not a, a team when you look at two seeds that just sticks out to you for whatever reason, which is part of the reason why I am picking the Red Raiders to pull the upset and go to take on Villanova. Now, the question is, Clint, does Villanova make it to the Final Four for you? They do. Yes, they do. That is a team but, that is scary. Yeah, I <laughs> these number one seeds... At least the, the top two, Virginia and Villanova, I don't want to face. At all, and thank goodness that we are not in either of those regions, which is why I've been so happy with Auburn's selection this year. Um, so let's go ahead and talk about the other scary region then with Virginia in it. So I have Virginia, Arizona, Miami, and Nevada in the Sweet 16. How much do you hate me? Ooh. <laughs> I am shocked. Yep. You had Nevada beating Cincinnati. I do. That's my other big upset. <clears throat> oh man, no, not that's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, they also said Auburn was going to go in four and fourteen. Clint, hey, if that happens, I will I will design you and buy you a shirt with something about Nevada not making the Sweet Sixteen on it. Done. You heard it here, folks. <laughs> so for my South region. <clears throat> Virginia's easy. Nobody's nobody's gonna beat Virginia. Um, I, I've got them in Kentucky, Kentucky top in Arizona, and then Tennessee and Cincinnati is going to be a lot of fun to watch. If I hadn't picked Miami and Nevada as the big upsets, the big surprises there, that would have been the selection I would have made too. I think Tennessee's riding high right now, but at some point we've seen them falter too in SEC play. I think they're going well, to. Well, and I think. Tennessee gets a little bit of a gift by avoiding Miami. Yes, that by the way of Loyola Chicago defeating Miami. Okay, now we're done. We can't we can't even talk about this anymore. <laughs> Clint, you you're ridiculous. You cannot be mad at me for Oklahoma making it to the Sweet 16. You cannot be oh, mad. Oh, yes, for, I can. If you're going to pick Loyola Chicago, that <laughs> I will bite. No, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> oh, you, you want to? Come on. Say it. No not gonna happen um okay let's see here i will go to the elite eight i have virginia obviously making it there and then i have miami beating nevada what what is your elite eight look like a one versus a two 
Virginia Cincinnati. Is that a game that you're super excited for as well? I, I think it is. Um, since it, or Virginia has the best defense in the country, they will not give up many points. And I think Cincinnati's a really good defensive team as well. And they've got some offensive shooters. But <laughs> I think Virginia is just not going to be tested much this tournament whatsoever. So I think that leads us to, obviously, they make it to the Final Four for you. Is that correct? Yes. And that is the same for me. So we've got two <laughs> Final Four out of the East, Villanova, out of the South, Virginia. We both agree at least on the ultimate outcome of those two regions. Let's move over to the West, and I'll let you start us off with your picks for the Sweet 16 there. Uh, I've got Xavier, Gonzaga, Michigan, and North Carolina. Hmm. Okay. I have... I, I, I rode Michigan for a pretty long time on this one. Um, you know, I think Gonzaga, I know they're one of your guys that always let you down. They yes. They let a lot of people down. <sighs> um, but I think... Xavier is a really good team. They're easily going to make it. Um, you know, I, I've got them beating Missouri, Gonzaga over Ohio State, Michigan trumping Europe, Houston kids, mm. and North Carolina over Providence, who upsets Texas A&M in the opening. I see Texas A&M falling to North Carolina. I'll agree with you there. I also see Xavier beating whoever makes it out of that. Uh, original first round game with them and into the Sweet 16. But I have Xavier taking on Ohio State in their matchup. I also have UNC taking on the biggest hype train I think of, and I'm part of it, the Houston Cougars. I have, I'll even take it a step further, Clint. Cougars no. are going to the Elite Eight, taking down the Tar Heels, taking on Xavier. So come at well, me, bro. I. I can't be too mad because I kind of had the similar path of the winner of the Houston Michigan game defeating North Carolina. So okay. I think we have Xavier Michigan for the championship of the West region. Uh, <laughs> who you got winning that one? <laughs> uh, Xavier. Um, yeah. I think so that's, that's, that's obvious. three, that's three one seeds. Yep. So uh, I'm very interested to see how this Midwest region works out for us. Well, I think you know it's pretty interesting, Clint, that Auburn is in it, and that's why we are a little bit interested in this one. Um, let me just ask this before we get into it. How hard was the struggle for you to just be an orange and blue, all out, I'm picking Auburn the whole way, or just being logical? It was very difficult. Um, my orange and blue blood and glasses probably got in the way of one of these games <laughs> but you know it's it it is harder to fill out a bracket when your team is in it definitely I'll say, is yeah, i'll say that it's been like as painful as it has been the last 15 years to not be in the tournament it makes for a really enjoyable viewing experience of We've got 68 teams. We've got however many games. Just going to sit back and watch them all. I don't care who wins. Well, let's talk about it then. Let's talk about the Sweet 16. I'll start us off. I have Oklahoma. Obviously, I know you're unhappy with that one. Michigan State. I have Kansas. And I have our Auburn Tigers in the Sweet 16. How different are you? I agree. I, I'm about 50-50 on that one. I also have Kansas versus Auburn. 
and I completely split you on the bottom half. Michigan State and Duke. Okay. Well, I here's here's where I'm sitting at with this, Clint. And I think because talk- I'm going Rhode Island all the way. Oh no! Oh no, Clint! No, <laughs> no! Out? Oh, no, I'm kidding. Rhode Island beats Oklahoma, and that's the end of that that trip. <sighs> yeah, that's that's got to be okay. I feel a little bit better now. You, you can't tell me <laughs> that, that Tom Izzo's team is not going to take down whoever comes out of there. Uh, no, I've got Duke winning. I, okay. I have more faith in Coach K's Duke team than the Tar Heels right now. Well, let's talk about that then. If Duke does end up playing Michigan State, how great a matchup is that? Those two coaches, those two programs, especially these last couple of decades, they've it feels like they've both been in a final for at least every other year, if not every year. Yeah, and you know, that's that's just two really big names. And just looking at the my screen with the bracket on it, that bottom set of sweet 16 teams has Michigan State and Duke on one side and North Carolina Michigan on the other side and of course the bracket doesn't isn't designed to where those two meet but that's just four really big basketball names and that's pretty cool it is pretty cool um and as tough as those names are to stomach being in your region I, I still maintain that I think Auburn could not have picked a better region in there and part of the reason is your Auburn Tigers are going to beat the Kansas Jayhawks, the big upset, <laughs> go to the Elite Eight for me to take on Tom Enzo's Michigan State. Before I move on, Clint, I want to hear what you have to say for your Elite Eight. Um, I'm not as high on Izzo. I've got Duke winning. But I agree with you. Auburn beats Kansas. If Auburn <laughs> had to take on a number one seed, that is who I wanted in the face. Yes, and if you look at these stats, Auburn has more points per game scored. Um, you know, I think Auburn's got a, you know, not a better resume. I mean, it's it's really close. RPI-wise, Kansas is a 5, Auburn's an 11. Uh, BPI is an 8 and a 19. You know, it's, you look at these side-by-side stats through every single game in this tournament, and they're very close. And it's really impressive how, Looking at that or not, when the committee puts this thing together, how similar a lot of these games are. So the big question now, Clint, is we both agree that Auburn makes it to the Elite Eight. Clint, I'm scared to ask the question. Is Auburn making it to the Final Four for you? (laughs) Yes. Oh, my goodness. You have... I... Oh, this this is... like, Like I said, this is when my fandom got in the way. I don't I honestly think that Auburn has a really good chance against Kansas. That'll be a really fun matchup. I just decided to go with it against Duke. I, <laughs> I, I have there's no, words, no logic Clint. involved with that one. Clint, I have no words. <laughs> uh, what did you pick? Uh, this you go is, with Michigan State? Can I can I just say here that this is some type of Twilight Zone where usually I'm Mr. Pollyanna and Clint's pessimist. This entire season, I've been the one trying to bring the reality check, and Clint's been on the cloud nine. I, I don't know. We switched bodies, Clint. There's no other way to explain it. Um, I have Tom Izzo going to the Final Four again. Yeah, beating screw Auburn. that. Um, Have some fun. Live a little, Kyle. I did. I thought getting us to the Elite Eight was uh, living a little for this team, especially the way they performed <laughs> the last ha- part of the season. Um, 
Yeah, Clint, I will be so happy to tell you I was wrong if Auburn makes it to the Final Four. Um, you dream big, buddy. You just swing for those fences. <laughs> hey, if we can at least get to the final of that region, that means we could very well have two trips to Omaha, Nebraska for Auburn and, Athletics. And there year. he goes, swinging again. You just keep on swinging, buddy. Hey, Hitchcock <laughs> Heckler's coming out soon. <laughs> All right, look. Let's see. Do you – I mean, our final four is exactly the same except for that region. Villanova, Virginia, Xavier. For you, our Auburn Tigers. For me, the Michigan State Spartans. Who is your final two, Clint? You know, as much as I really wanted to ride Auburn all the way, the stats just don't allow it. The stats didn't allow them making it to the final four, Clint. Come on. Hey, I mean, a four seed has a really tough trip through this, and I, I have faith. <laughs> Fake or not faith, I don't really know right now. It's, call it the high, whatever you want to. I really wanted to pick Auburn over Villanova, but I could not do it. I, I, I feel better, Clint. Um, I'm still trying to <laughs> make peace with the fact that you picked Auburn to go to the Final Four. I would love it again. Um, but I agree as well. Villanova, no matter who comes out of that bottom region there, Villanova will be the team representing that side of the bracket uh, who you got as their opponent. This one was a lot tougher. Um, Interesting. I, I really wanted to pit Xavier. I actually had Xavier Nova as the championship game because you know, no matter how good Virginia has been the past couple of years, they never seem to show it in March and the end of March especially but this this note this Virginia team is just too good and I think it's going to be the top two overall seeds Virginia and Villanova I completely agree with you Clint I think you're going to see a common theme for the logical bracket uh, builders this year Auburn all the way (laughs) yeah sure um (laughs) Virginia Villanova is going to be the common theme we've been watching it all season um, I think we are just waiting for that to happen because and I feel like it's a little bit easier to kind of fill this bracket in backwards. Pick <laughs> your champion, pick your final four, and work from there. Yeah, uh, I could definitely see that. Um, but no matter how you split the hairs here, uh, Virginia and Villanova have separated themselves this season, and it will be a shock to everyone if they do not end up in the national championship game. So, Clint, before we move on and talk a little bit about Auburn and specifically your champion, and if you have a score, I don't know if you do, I want to hear it. have to. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, I had Xavier Nova. Um, I wanted to pit Xavier. I couldn't do it, um, but I do have Virginia winning it all. Like I said, I, think, I don't think anybody's going to beat them. Uh, I think that the Final Four will be Virginia's first really big test. I feel like they'll be able to run over just about everybody. Cincinnati and Tennessee might put up a fight in that uh, Sweet 16 or that Elite 8 game. So there's something, but I I think I think it's Virginia and you know for these tiebreakers final score things, I always end up on the high side because I'm I always think oh these are two really good teams that can score the ball and 
you know, it's these games are usually are pretty low scoring, usually in the high 60s or low 70s. So my tiebreaker final score is 67 to 62, Virginia as your national champion. Clint, we have disagreed at the beginning of this. We have We're come together at the end. We have come together in the final four, with the exception of your sky high, optimistic Pollyanna pick of <laughs> Auburn in the final four. <laughs> Give me this, Kyle. We will differ again. Really? The Villanova, whatever they're <laughs> they're Wildcats, aren't they? <laughs> yes. <laughs> they so, will be champions again. Two out of three years. Is that what it was? Yes. They okay. will have two out of the last three years as champions. <clears throat> Uh, it's not just because a, a friend of mine is a Villanova grad, but it, because I think Villanova is due. Well, hey, to... we know we know Autumn's going to pit Villanova. Of course, she is. Thing, so, and that just means she's going to win the whole tournament uh, thing with us this year. <laughs> uh, Seventy-eight, seventy-five, very close game. Ooh, you're going, uh, you're going higher scoring. Yeah, I'm going higher scoring on this one. I think it's going to be a lot of firepower. I think it comes down to a last-minute miss three by Virginia. I, honestly, I think you might want to change that score not that it really matters but uh virginia is only giving up 53.4 points a game clint i want you to change your final four auburn pick but that ain't happening too bad (laughs) i'm just trying to save you so that you could actually win some money if you know your bracket's actually right we're not doing this money thing i know you're talking about the espn thing but i didn't even sign up for that because i know every year someone's gonna screw up my bracket whether it's gonzaga Crichton. Creighton, you just had to them. click a, che- a check box. I, I just, I, I may go back and click it. Free I money, Kyle? Yeah, I guess so. But then they got it. They can call you and stuff like that. I don't care. Anyway. Oh, Lord. <laughs> this is going to be fun to watch. We know the differences <laughs> and similarities between the two of you. Between the two of you. Between me and you. Um, <laughs> but let's talk for the last couple minutes here about Auburn more specifically in this tournament. We've already said it. I think, personally, they couldn't have picked a better region. If you disagree, Clint, you need to tell me which one you wanted them in. Well, you know, I really wanted the South region um, to have the opportunity to play in Dallas or Nashville, and with the uh, championship for the region being in Atlanta, just that was the perfect storm. It didn't happen. Um, Auburn being in San Diego is i think a disservice um i think that's just really bad on the committee's part but you know it's it's honestly auburn's fault auburn has nobody else to blame but themselves they played out of a good seed the last month and a half of the season auburn played their way out from a one seed to a four seed and probably the lower of the four seeds so you know i i look at it and i i hate to say it but i think i agree with you (laughs) i i mean I, I see Kansas, Clemson, TCU, Michigan State, and Duke, and yeah, it's a tough, it's a tough name brand region. But I don't think that they're the toughest region. You know, I don't want to face Florida again. I don't want to face West Virginia or Wichita State or Purdue. You know, I don't want to face. Cincinnati. I don't want to face Xavier. I don't want to face Duke. Uh, or I don't want to face North Carolina. So <clears throat> I think if there was another one that we would prefer, it would be the West region. But I'm pretty happy with this Midwest region. I just hate, absolutely despise the location that Auburn is stuck in. Of course. Yeah. I mean, San Diego, that's 
that's the furthest of these four locations. I'd rather be in Wichita. I'd rather be in Detroit or Pittsburgh. Like San Diego's really tough. It is, but look at the opponents you would potentially play um, coming out of here. Auburn and Charleston for the first game. I don't think Charleston's going to travel that well. No, not better than Auburn fans, or at least uh, have a fan base enough, big enough to be uh, a presence there against Auburn and San Diego. North or uh, New Mexico State and Clemson. I know we differ here, Clint. I'm kind of go ahead and revealing that. I mean, I know you think New Mexico State's going to be facing Auburn in that round, and I think Clemson's going to be facing them in that round. I don't see either one of those teams. Maybe Clemson traveling as well or having a bigger fan base there. So when you kind of play that side of things, I think Auburn gets the upper hand there. They will. I think they will have at least some type of crowd there enough to kind of get them energized yeah, to play I, behind. I, I have faith in the Auburn faithful traveling out there. You know, it's it's been 15 years. I think Auburn had the longest NCAA drought in the country after Northwestern made it in a year or two ago. So Auburn people have been waiting on this. I've heard a handful of people on Twitter already say they are going. Uh, the Auburn San Diego Alumni Club is a really big one. So they're they're already planning everything right now. And, um, you know, Auburn has a lot of good alumni clubs. So I, I hope that things go well over there for them. Um, I, I'm not going to be upset about the crowd. Uh, I just hate that I can't. And I, But, you know, the good thing is the last time I'll actually get to see this team in person is as we're cutting down the nets. So you couldn't have picked a better it, it, way to end it. <laughs> no. I want to go to the Final Four, Kyle. <laughs> you, I want to go to San Antonio. I, I'll keep saying it. You keep swinging for those fences, buddy. Um, <laughs> here's the thing. The other storyline here is that if you look at what I think is going to happen for those first two rounds, Auburn will have played two teams from the Charleston Classic earlier in this season where Auburn was still trying to figure things out. And I think that's pretty interesting. We obviously didn't play Charleston in that tournament, but they, we were there in their home court. They got to scout us live. They got to see who we played live. Uh, so did Clemson, and I see them there playing us in that second round. I mean, are we just destined to play Clemson in everything? everything. Well, you know, now that I'm looking at the uh, Charleston Classic bracket again, Charleston wasn't even in it, and yeah. that's that's kind of surprising. Um, but, yeah, we did avoid Clemson. Um, you know, I, I'm glad we didn't have to face Clemson then. I I don't think we will. Because, I, like I said, I already picked New Mexico State. But if we do face Clemson, I feel pretty confident in that game. Um, I, I think that Auburn could at least make a really good game out of it. Clemson just always seems to kind of be the... Uh, you got a good number by you, but you're not really that great. Uh, you're beatable still. So, you know, th that's two really well-matched up games for Auburn. Charleston, New Mexico State, Clemson. That's three teams that Auburn matches up pretty well against. Uh, you know, Charleston is the CAA champion. They've got a really tall team. Um, they've got a 6'7", 6'3", and 6'4 guy as three players that are averaging over 17 points a game. So it's not going to be an easy game whatsoever. Um, you know, a lot of people... A lot of writers are probably going to put this as an upset alert 
you know, a lot of people don't like the Solver team right now. And we just, like, I said it during the SEC Championship, or if, in the tournament game, Auburn has to get Chuma Okiki involved in this in this game. If not, it's going to be another really tough game. I think that's going to be even more important when we get to that second round game. I think it's important in the first, but I think Auburn's going to be so excited to be there that I, again, I don't want to take anybody lightly. I just don't think Charleston stands a chance for a team that is so happy to be there, ready to prove themselves again, especially after the goose egg they laid in the SEC tournament. Um, things get a little dicey after that. I mean, but we're both hopeful. You are way too hopeful. Um, <laughs> But I will say this, if New Mexico State is the team we face, I feel a lot less confident. Um, that's why I'm kind of banking on Clemson being there. That's not really? a knock on Clemson. I just think, like you said, they're a team that's there with a big number by their name, and they kind of get a, a pass because they play through the a- ACC. Now, to their credit, they do have a 23-9 um, and nine record, so there is something to be said about that playing in that conference. So. I don't know. There's just a feeling about some these smaller teams. New Mexico State is one of them. I really hope we don't face them in the second round. I, I'm in, I'm surprised about that. So, well, we'll find out. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. The one thing, Clint, I want to know from you. You've already said the Chumo Kiki thing, so I'm not going to let you get off with that. What's the one other thing Auburn has to do to be successful in this tournament? Chuma has to be involved, no doubt. Auburn cannot get in foul trouble. Uh, you saw that in St. Louis. Um, Chuma went into the halftime break with three fouls. Uh, Horace had a couple of fouls. Uh, I think he ended up with four. Can't get in foul trouble. We're already short as it is. Um, but I think another thing is we can't rely on one player. You can't rely on Harper to get hot. You can't rely on Bryce to get hot. You can't rely on... Mustafa to take over the game but if any of these games do get close I mean Auburn is outside of the St. Louis game Auburn is one of the best free throw shooting teams in the country and that is a saving grace at this point and I think that leads me right into my point there the main thing that they are going to have to do I agree with both of the things you said but not just go to the free throw line and make it, but they're going to have to concentrate on getting fouls on the right people. They're going to have to go to their bigs and try to draw fouls and not make stupid charge plays. But I think they're going to have to keep them on their heels with fouls because the fouls will come for Auburn. I love Horace Spencer. I think he's changed a lot. I think he's grown a lot this season, but he is foul prone. I think the same can be said for some of our other, what you would call quote unquote bigs for Auburn. Um, it just, you cannot lose the foul game against any team from this point on if you want to be successful, especially if you want to live up to Clint's expectations. I mean, let's be honest here. Uh, <sighs> I mean, it's, I, I, I'm going far, not really expecting them to be fulfilled at this point, but you know, Auburn, Auburn has kind of played this season with the mentality of, if something's wrong one night, it's not the end of the world. We'll fix it next game. And Clint, I will figure out something to do. I just, I know I interrupted you a little bit, but I will figure out some ridiculous thing to do for you if Auburn makes it to the final four. <laughs> or you fly me out there? Oh, no. Heck no. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> I'm thinking of like some stunt I'll pull or something. I don't know. Maybe I have to proclaim your, your greatness from the steps of Sanford Hall 
on, on or something like that. What I don't kind know. How fun is that? You gonna start paying me for what I do for you here? Am I gonna start paying myself? That's even the bigger question. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it hey, is gonna be a fun... sign up for Patreon. There you go, great pitch right there. Uh, <laughs> It's going to be a fun tournament. I'm really excited for the, this one for obvious reasons, but I think if you even if you took Auburn out of the equation here, this would be a fun one to watch. Um, uh, we're going to watch all of this stuff. The two things that I want to remind folks of is to take part in our tournament challenge. Now, I understand if you're listening to this after the tournament has started, you've missed out, but if you are listening to, the, to this before it is, go to ESPN.com, look up E2C Network 2018. That is our group. You do not want to miss to be part of it this year because this year we are offering the winner a chance to have an E2C Network t-shirt. I was going to say ship to them. I guess that's obvious, but (laughs) the winner will get an E2C Network shirt this year uh, sent to them. And obviously we'll figure out your size at the end of this. So if you want to be a part of this tournament challenge, please, please go up there and sign it. You can find it on our Facebook group. If you're there, the Facebook page, we are posting it. We want this to be a fun, engaging tournament. So, you know, if you want to show Clint how ridiculous he is with the Auburn Final Four pick, please sign up and and, uh, show him that. (laughs) Yeah, good luck with that. The other things that I want to remind you of is where you can find us on social media as we get out of here. I can be found on Twitter, at TigerI24. Where can they find you? can follow me on Twitter at ClintAU24, and you can check out my website, the Auburn Uniform Database at auburnuniforms.com. To close out the show, Clint, we're going to play with your little Pollyanna, your little optimism here. If you think they're going to make it to the Final Four, what is the most chance that Auburn has to making it to the National Championship game? Percentage. Well, I'll be honest, and... I actually just finished watching, before we started this recording, a new uh, chart party on the SB Nation YouTube account by the best video guy in the world, John Boys, and I, I suggest you go watch it, Kyle, I'll send you the link, but it's all about how the bracket really isn't set up for a lot of teams to succeed well. And the four, the three through five seeds have a really bad winning percentage in the last almost 30 years. So I, I think I'm going to go with his number and keep it about 30%. So just to even make it into the final four. So to win it all, I think I'm just going to go with the 10%. I think you're dreaming big there too, son. <laughs> yeah, I mean... What do you want me to say? There's zero chance because the, the stats say so. I I will give I I will give Auburn the one percent chance. But you just ha- here's the hashtag for this show, Clint. Just keep on swinging, buddy. You just keep on swinging. <laughs> That's going to do it for this episode on the E2C Network. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune into our show couple reminders for you listeners before we head out today if you're interested in joining the e2c network team make sure you give us an email at e2c network at gmail.com and we'd be happy to discuss that with you also make sure you're checking out the variety of episodes on our podcast we have coming out each week as well as our blog post on e2c network.com specifically make sure you're checking out facebook live sessions that we have called e2c live and auburn fan chat where you the listener can get involved in the show and have your voice heard If you're interested in connecting with us and giving us feedback, there are a variety of ways to do that. 
First, go online to iTunes and SoundCloud and Google Play. Please subscribe there and give us reviews there as well. It helps spread the show and lets us know how we're doing. If you're looking to find us on social media, you can do so at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and even YouTube. Just type in E2C Network, and that'll get you there. Once again, our email is E2Cnetwork at gmail.com and our website, E2Cnetwork.com. And I want to thank the Auburn BCM and the Auburn Uniform Database once again, and thank you, the listeners, for tuning in each and every week. It's always great to be an Auburn Tiger and War Eagle.